Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. Food insecurity is something the community is facing all too often, and it's happening right here in our backyard. It's an issue that Kitchen on the Street hopes to play a part in solving. It's an amazing program that I had the pleasure of touring just a couple weeks ago, and here to tell us more about Kitchen on the Street is their CEO, Lisa Scarpinato. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. First of all, a huge congratulations because you just celebrated your 15th anniversary. And it's a big deal because the governor proclaimed September 3rd as the official Kitchen on the Street Day. So before we get into anything else, because I know that I'm diving to the front instead of the back um, of the story, but I just I just want to say congratulations and tell me about that. Thank you so much. It's 17 years, and I'm sure you heard the firecrackers going off on September 3rd, just like I did. We have a lot of followers and friends who love to celebrate with us. So <laughs> it was it was a party. Right. But uh, Kitchen on the Street really um, was birthed out of uh, a desire. My husband and I wanted our daughter to uh, volunteer and she was 12 at the time. And what we found is that a lot of nonprofits require kids to be 16 or older in order to really get involved. So for a family, we sort of felt um, deflated and frustrated because we really wanted to be together as a family unit, you know, working in the community and educating her. I really felt like the younger that you start to become involved in your community and serve others, um, the more likely you are to continue that for the rest of your life. So uh, we were really passionate about getting involved. And so what we found, like I said, is that uh, the age requirement since she was 12 was a real struggle. So we started to look around, educate ourselves on what might be going on in the community and um, see if there was somewhere that we could you know, fill in or plug in. And through the course of that, that meant a meeting with a lot of people. My husband is a recovering former chef. So that means there's a lot of eating involved when you meet with people. So um, which is great. I like the eating. Right. I wash the dishes after it's it's a good 
good thing for me. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so September 3rd of 2006, uh, we had some people over to our house, a couple that had been uh, friends and their and their child. And so the man, Dennis, had just become the charter school principal in the neighborhood I grew up in, in Glendale. And so, you know, we were only a few weeks into school since it was Labor Day weekend. And I had left the um, neighborhood pretty early on after uh, high school and uh, community college. So during this dinner, I said, hey, how's your school year going? And his response was shocking. He just got really quiet and he, you know, kind of looked at his dinner plate, pushed it away and um, started to cry. Tears just started to roll down his face. And after a few moments, he composed himself and apologized for that response. And he explained that um, he had recently been in the school cafeteria during lunch um, when most of the students were finishing lunch, throwing things away and leaving. And one girl was kind of cutting through the crowd to get further into the cafeteria. And he said, you know, when kids aren't, you know, going with the masses, so to speak, you have to watch them because they might be up to something you need to know about. And so he said, I was watching her and she walked right over to the trash can and she reached in and she pulled out a piece of pizza. Someone else had clearly taken a few bites out of and thrown away. And he said, I watched her and she did it over and over and over again until her pockets were full of food. And then she left the cafeteria. It's, it's oh. devastating. And so, of course, it would bring anyone to tears to see that. And you all made an amazing thing out of this story, but was it that night right then and there? What happened after? It was. Um, my recovering uh, chef husband is from the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, and he wastes no time in doing anything. So <laughs> after our friends literally got out the door, he shut the door and he said, OK, I'm going to check this out. And he got jumped on the computer. And uh, about an hour later, he said, OK, we have a hunger problem in our city. I think we should start a nonprofit to help these kids. I think we should call it Kitchen on the Street. And I think we should start tonight. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think you had any other choice. Pretty much. Yes. Um, it was just how are we going to do this? So we literally um, got on LegalZoom that night, started, you know, the incorporation paperwork and the 501c3 um, process. And, um, and then it was time to just educate ourselves because at that time, we weren't really talking a lot about hunger in America, let alone childhood hunger in Arizona. So it took some some education to find out what the stats were, which I'm happy to say uh, when we started, it was one in four kids. And now it's about one in seven kids in Arizona that struggle with food insecurity. So we have made some progress and um, that's a good thing for our community as a whole and certainly for our students. With your husband being a chef, was that something that was already kind of near and dear to your hearts or was it something that you were not necessarily knowing the stats surrounding it, but was it something that you were more aware of, of just food waste? Absolutely. Uh, that's a big issue in our house and always has been. Um, but so we both had some background in the food industry, um, my husband much more than I did. And so we also have an interest in nutrition and how Food can be used as fuel for your body and your brain. And so when we really started to look into this, we found out there's some some shocking results of food insecurity. I'm not sure if you know this, but um, most of the time kids that um, especially at a young age experience food insecurity, uh, chronic illness is uh, very common and it is directly connected to the lack of nutrition, uh, diabetes, obesity, uh, heart disease, even mental illness disorders like anxiety and depression are higher in people that especially students and kids that struggle with food insecurity. Oh, I didn't know that. They also developmentally, um, physically, they're usually smaller. Um, uh, you know, asthma is a common kind of thing as well. And then uh, a lot of times they lack, uh, lag their peers in uh, academics. 
So that's something we've seen from some of our programs is an increase in reading skills by 12% and math scores by 26%, which is certainly a good thing for everybody. Yeah, especially with the way that Arizona public schools rank, they can use all the help that these kids can get. Absolutely. So um, you probably know this, but all of our schools have a letter grade, A, B, C, D, Mm -hmm. F kind of thing. And um, we have uh, an application on our website uh, that schools can apply for some of our programs. And what we've seen is that a lot of times our schools, when they apply, they have a D or worse rating. And um, through the course of the first year of our programs coming into their uh, schools, they move to a B plus or better. So we feel like the entire classroom and then a school as a whole is getting a better grade and the students are getting a better education so that, um, uh, you know, it's a it's a community thing. It's not just an individual impact on a student who happens to be in a Kitchen on the Street program. Mm-hmm. Impact. And how wonderful that you can see that impact right away. You know, you say that within, was it one year you can start seeing those changes? Yes, absolutely. That quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty amazing. I think it sh- speaks to the power of food, like I said, as fuel for your body and brain. And so a school will come to you and want to bring in your program. What is kind of the first step if a school wants to take part in your program? So we uh, use food, uh, education, resources, and nutrition to address uh, childhood hunger. And so the food part, uh, we have what's called the Bags of Hope program, which is a weekly, uh, I'm sorry, weekend nutrition bags that students can pick up at school and uh, carry home and consume the contents over the weekend. So they get proper nutrition outside of school. And then also family food pantries that are actually on school campuses um, so that uh, families can come in and um, get food for the entire family kind of thing if that's the need. So our um, website is kitchenonthestreet.org and we have an application under our schools tab and any school can apply for either one of those programs. And so again, based on the need, if it's more of a family food need or it's more of an individual student need uh, than a bags of hope kind of thing. And so they can apply for that. And then um, usually our board of directors approves them pretty quickly and um, we can make a partnership there. Our bags of hope are really specific individual um mostly individual meals and snacks for students, except we do include one meal for the entire family uh, because there are so many benefits of a family dining together. A child's uh, vocabulary increases, grade point averages increase when they eat with their family, and then uh, drug use, alcohol uh, abuse, and um, teen pregnancy decreases when they do that. So one meal for the family is super important, and then individually portioned items that the student can um eat over the weekend. And then family food pantries are more like foods you and I might buy that primarily are non-perishables that, you know, can be taken home and cooked. And talk about the contents that are in the bag of hope and, you know, in the food pantries, because I really appreciate that there is an emphasis on nutrition. It's not, let's throw some chips and a soda in a bag and off you go. There's really you're, you're holistically changing this child from the inside out. And so what, what would be in a typical bag of hope bag for the weekend? So we have a few items that are um, specifically created for uh, these, for our bags of hope. And they are dehydrated items because as you know, in Arizona, it's really hot and we can't, (laughs) you know, temperature is something we have to factor in. Students are picking this up and taking it home. So they might ride a bus, they might have to walk, 
110 degrees or higher sometimes, which is clearly an issue. Um, and weight is an issue too. So one of the items that we have is pasta and then dehydrated pasta sauce that they can just add water to. Um, and the other family item is um, usually a um, rice and beans mixture that again is dehydrated. And then we also put um, some um, canned meat in there so that we have a protein to go with those items. Uh, beyond that, we have a variety of things. My last name is Scarponato, so there has to be some more Italian in there. Meals, not just spaghetti <laughs> or pasta. We have to have ravioli, you know, along those lines. But um, uh, No so Chef Boyardee. <laughs> except, yeah, hey, you know, it's a good Italian name. I'll go with it. Um, how about some applesauce for, you know, fruit? Um, we sometimes include pudding. Um, it's a nice treat, and it does have calcium in it, so... Um, we try to balance that with the sugar part, but uh, we have a specific fruit and vegetable snack that is also low in sugar. It's like a, um, a fruit snack kind of thing. And it mm -hmm. seems to be this kid's favorite item and it's super low in sugar. So we love that one um, as a good thing. We put in um, sunflower kernels uh, because they're also pretty nutritional and um, they are a good uh, opposite for nuts. We have such nut allergies in our schools. And so uh, we find that that's a big issue there too. I'm trying to think of whatever. We've got some vegetable cups in there too. And um, sometimes we have pancake mix. Sometimes we have um, cereal bars, um, more on the healthy fruit side kind of thing. Um, just a variety of different things that we uh, are able to get from, from purveyors that uh, want to support us in this program and make it affordable or free. And again, we like it to be nutritional. We have a, a nutrition a nutritionist group that comes alongside us every two years and reviews the contents of our bag to make sure that we're putting in stuff that is actually fuel and not just sugar laden. Yeah. And do you notice or have parents come to you maybe a little bit down the road or years in? Because wait, first I want to say that I also appreciate about your program that when a school is accepted, they're in. There's no kind of re-enrollment. There's no, you know, reapplying. And, and I really loved that when I was touring the facility. But do you notice families that kind of build a relationship with you or tell you maybe it's that year, maybe it's years down the road that they themselves learned about nutrition and, and being able just with their child bringing this home gave them an opportunity that otherwise they wouldn't have had? We have had those comments. Um, they come frequently through the person who's facilitating our program at a school. Sometimes it's handwritten notes we get. Sometimes they'll send us an email. That is more of our focus. Like I mentioned, food, education, resources, and nutrition. So we're really working on the education part. In each bag of hope, um, we put in a, um, a note. It's about a half size page. And one side just kind of talks about Kitchen on the Street and our um, how grateful we are to be part of their process uh, in, again, learning about um, nutrition. And then the other side is about, it's like a game or a word search or something like that, that um, our intention is that the student will, or the child will do that with their family. So it's more of a learning process for everybody as opposed mm -hmm. to just the child. And then um, we've also incorporated some education classes. And we know from those, we get a lot of feedback that families as a whole are learning um, a lot of things. And you know, nutrition is such a daunting topic uh, that- yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's difficult because 
you can watch one documentary and it'll say such and such is bad. And then you watch another one and it's completely the opposite. And so you have to really go back and like, do your research. Like, what is it? Which one? Right. What is that for me? Yeah. Yeah. That is. And even like now scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or every other person has an opinion, you know, on, oh, it should be keto or, oh, no, it needs to be totally vegan or, oh, I'm on the caveman diet. And there's just, and then someone will talk trash about what the other person's saying. Like, no, that's not right at all. So I can imagine for someone that um, I grew up in a pretty health conscious home. Um, and so I like to think that I, I know right from wrong most of the time, or, or I know what's a better option. But my kid loves candy just as much <laughs> as every other kid. So actually, it's really interesting. Our summer nutrition program, um, we, uh, we were in a few different areas. We were in Maryville, Alhambra, South Phoenix, and South Scottsdale. And in a couple of those neighborhoods, um, uh, one of the first lessons we do is on plants. And so the students do get to look, take plant a seed and take it home and grow it. And, you know, we keep coming back weekly to kind of get an update. But one of the things during that class that they do is we had um, lollipops and they have some things that they add to it. And so basically they make a plant um, out of that. It has string as roots and variety of different things. And so we had left some of those lollipops on accident, but we left them there and we went back the next week and, um, you know, wanted to get our supplies. And one of the teachers was saying, yeah, you know, um, we gave these out as kind of like a treat because we had extra ones. We didn't know you'd want them back kind of thing. And um, some of the parents said, uh, we don't want our kids to have any candy. There's there's like enough going on right here. We just need it to be more focused on health. So even in some of our um, more low income communities, we're finding that there is more of an emphasis on trying to eat as healthy as you can, even though we know right now it's extremely, it's costly to eat anything, let alone healthy, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's rough. And the Fresh on Deck program, you're out in the community. So tell me about that. So the Fresh on Deck program uh, was uh, intended to start in 2020. It's a collaboration between Kitchen on the Street, the Arizona Diamondbacks and United Healthcare. Um, And our intention was to right away ramp up and start going to Title I schools, which you may or may not know Title I means uh, 40% of the population qualifies for the federally funded breakfast and lunch program. 40% or more, I should say. So Title I schools and after-school programs, boys and girls clubs, mentor kids, things like that, um, and start, our intention was to go to those places and start doing um, education classes uh, that were fun, uh, but COVID hit. So it took us a while. Um, It took us until about 2022 to get it started. So around this time last year, we launched and um, we go out and do about hour-long sessions with students. Uh, It can be anyone from kindergarten through uh, eighth grade, and we have age-appropriate activities. So we watch a short video um, that's pretty quick as far as, you know, information comes out at you um, because we want to make sure that we're um, educating these kids, and they're so used to using technology and things go so quickly. So Mm -hmm. we uh, have some awesome videos that we use, and then the next 45 minutes, the students move through three different activities that support the lesson. Um, our, our intention and goal is to have them out of the chair the entire 45 minutes because hands-on activities after school or in the summer, uh, they have a lot of energy that they need to burn off. And Ooh, that's yes. also part of the education process is uh, we, we want to talk about nutrition. We want to talk about physical activity, general overall health so that um, they can get the uh academic success they want, you know, some of them want to be athletes and some of them want to be scholars. And so we really walk them through the process of how 
food from the beginning, from a seed all the way to when it, you know, enters your mouth and gets processed by your systems can help you or hurt you on your journey uh, to success or to your goals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wonderful that it really is full circle. And so once a, a child or a family has gone through one of the programs, and either like one of the education pieces, they're then invited to come help and pack those bags of hope. Yes, or come and be part of our um, education classes. We have students who get to uh, kind of come up the ranks and become leaders at at those events, and then also um, come and help us put on those uh, fresh on deck sessions and lead kids in exercises or, you know, food bingo or um, (laughs) cooking or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How do you That's see the, the kids, the kids confidence, those that come back and they're then kind of the mentors and they know what's going on teaching others. Are they just exuding confidence? They are. It's pretty exciting to see. Um, when we, when Kitchen on the Street celebrated uh, 10 years of service to the community, we, uh, our board as a whole decided they didn't want to throw a gala or anything like that. What they wanted to do was offer scholarships to kids that have been part of some Kitchen on the Street program. So we gave away three or four scholarships uh, that year uh, to students um, that were, you know, at the college level kind of thing, a lot of community college, which we have a great system here. And so it's been exciting to watch them in their journey. And then maybe some of them come back as interns. Um, I was just at an after school program last or this week, two days ago, and um, a gal uh, that she and her brother were food recipients, then they became food volunteers. And um, now she's leading an after school program that Fresh on Deck is now um, part of doing our sessions. So it's really exciting to get to be part of the process. But then also, like you just said, see where it goes, where their life is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, taken them and, um, and what success they're having and how they're also impacting that same community. And at this point, 17 years, it's, generational if you're if you're with someone starting in middle school they have kids now absolutely they do it's very humbling to um to be part of that process and with those kids tell me about fern the cutest little (laughs) mascot (laughs) so yes um so uh orange is the color of hunger i'm sure you know that everyone does right um (laughs) and so uh, we have an orange dinosaur and her name is fern and fern is an acronym for food education resources and nutrition because that's what kitchen on the street uses to address childhood hunger and so fern's job is to make childhood hunger extinct because dinosaur so (laughs) um it's fun we have a lot of kids come to kitchen on the street and fern goes out in the community too and the boys love fern and the girls are petrified of fern so it's fun to watch but they come around eventually my son four and a half obsessed with mascots and we went to a mercury game a couple weeks ago and it happened to be uh whatever their mascots um it was his her his or her not sure birthday uh and so all the mascots were there and my son just lost it and so i just think that it's so creative of you to be able to engage with kids and kind of kind of take away that scary factor of or maybe it adds to the scary factor depending on who you're talking to but kind of making it a little bit more comfortable for the kids with this big old orange dinosaur talking about nutrition (laughs) Yes. And, you know, it's really opened up a lot of opportunity for us to um, have a presence in the community. Uh, it's kind of um, hard to go into na- 
to uh, community events uh, and sort of advertise who you are kind of thing um, without sort of making some people feel bad, the ones that might need your services, you know what I mean? Right. And then, uh, and so, so Fern really kind of makes it easy to do that. And in all honesty, adults are just as fascinated with Fern as the children are. They whip their phone out right away to get, hey, let's <laughs> yes. get a photo with the, with the mascot. So it's, it's pretty entertaining all the way around. I can imagine. And the, the Junior Board of Directors is kind of your last uh, bread and butter program. Tell me about that. So uh, we decided a few years ago that we uh, aren't getting any younger and we need some assistance um, from our younger population of people uh, that will help us kind of um, stay, stay focused on the mission, but also look at it from a different lens. And we feel like uh, young people certainly can do that. And so junior high, high school and college students are invited once a year to apply and then become part of our program. And it is a, a year long um, program. And so basically we have four meetings and our intention through the course of those meetings, which is like once a quarter is to give them the knowledge uh, about nonprofits and businesses um, that support nonprofits so that they can be a great uh, volunteer a donor, perhaps a board member in the future with whatever uh, nonprofit they're passionate about, whatever that cause is. And so we have those meetings and then they are uh, also leaders at our any volunteer events that we have or any community events that we have. So we may be, you know, hosting a booth at Trunk or Treat and they might come out and help hand out, you know, the goodies. Mm -hmm. We might be at a community college um, festival of tales where it's all about literacy and we want to get the word out about kitchen on the street and so they might be there handing out flyers they have to create an elevator speech and so we want them to be in the community practicing that speech yes um, you know kind of thing and then they're also um helpers during our uh, summer program with fresh on deck again they get to come out and have you know have a, a one of those 15 minutes um activities that they're they're the leader of so we feel like they get a lot of good experience interacting with the public, adults and um, children. And so hopefully that's a good uh, boost for their resume and, and they mm -hmm. get behind the scenes information about what it's like uh, to be involved with the charity. Such a good resume builder. How large is that group right now? This year it is five. We've well, had, I think, as many as eight or nine, but five is a good number because we get to interact with them a little bit more in person when you only have a few. Right, right. What is next? There's a lot happening. Dare I ask what's on the horizon? <laughs> um, I would say more expansion of our Fresh on Deck program. We really feel like that's the successful way for us to um, impact these families. Clearly, giving food is, is certainly one level of um, impacting them, but our intention is for them to become self-sustaining. And so if we can work with students at a young age, give them the tools and resources and knowledge to know what's good for them so that hopefully either now if they can or when they're in charge of their own food budget dollars that they will make the choices that they, you know, they've learned about that will clearly fuel them um, for success. Oh, and I, I just was reminded of the, the SNAP the snap challenge? Yes. Yes, we have a snap challenge. Um, so uh, snap is um, 
It's called Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. That's what SNAP stands for. And it's basically a renaming of the food stamp program. And so um, any families that are on SNAP have a certain dollar amount that they spend per person each day that's allotted for them for meals. And it's extremely low. And so we felt like um, one way to educate the public on that, um, because I think there's sometimes some negative connotations about that. Some people are for it. Some people aren't. Um, kind of thing. And so even getting into this for a long time, um, we didn't really have a lot of knowledge of, of, you know, what SNAP was and how it was used and the limitations, quite frankly. And so we uh, invite teams in up to, I think, 12, we can have four teams of three. And we do a little, um, almost like a game show to educate the people on what SNAP is. And then we test their knowledge, were they paying attention kind of thing. And, um, the team that was paying the most attention and wins gets to go shop in our gallery uh, with their allotted snap dollars. Um, they get first dibs on the goods and then the other teams can follow and kind of take what's left over. And the challenge is, is that each team has to create a meal within the snap dollar allotment, uh, allotment and um, and then they're judged by, uh, you know, either the the corporation or the group that um, comes can bring their own judges or we find some um, foodies in the community that are also willing to judge and they have to have um, the nutritional content. It has to be within the, um, the um, financial guidelines. It has to um, be appealing uh, to the eye. Uh, so appearance is a big deal. And then it has to mm-hmm. taste good. So of course. there's some crazy throwdowns that go on. <laughs> What's the craziest meal that you've seen prepared? Oh, there's been some interesting interesting ones um combinations i wasn't willing to try uh okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um i i can't even think of the worst one at this point i try to only focus on the good ones i don't want to be scarred by that negativity no certainly not but that's the place that i would want to come volunteer are you accepting volunteers how can we get involved uh, we are. Um, so Kitchen on the Street is on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and we advertise our volunteer events there. And then if you're if a person um, that might be listening today isn't a social media person, they could visit our website, which is kitchenonthestreet.org, and a little box will pop up and offer them the opportunity to uh, register for our newsletter. And so if they do that, then they'll get some information on, on the volunteer events and what we're doing in the community, what our needs might be. Uh, We do have some events, I mean, some opportunities that people can do from home if they're a research person or, you know, they're really good at um, creating social media uh, content or things like that. We're always looking for people who want to share their um, skills in that manner as well. So we would love to hear from them. Awesome, such good work. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was a pleasure to be here. I um, have uh, listened to the other podcasts and I am amazed that you've allowed me to come along. You've got some (laughs) awesome people you interviewed. Thank you. And just like you, you're an awesome person. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you my secret. I'm trying to stay out of prison and get into heaven. That's my whole plan in life. Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.